Live podcast, episode six, debate show. The way the show works is very simple. This is a debate-based podcast, debate, not argument. So what I mean by that is we are going to be talking about a topic. The One of us will decide what side we're on, and we're going to just talk about our side of the argument, even if we agree with the other person. So I'm going to pigeonhole my guest here, and this is Sterling Scott. We'll get to him in a second. Hey, uh, I'm going to pigeon him into a position. So even if we come to an agreement in the middle, that's not the end of the debate. You only talk about your side of it. The debate is 20 minutes long. Opening statement from the guest, so Sterling is first. Then my counter statement, then free flow debate for 20 minutes. After 20 minutes, time is up at 20, no matter what's happening. Then we'll do promo train and then final thoughts. Like I said, final thoughts are normally only on Patreon, but free today because Sterling wanted to come over and we actually want to hang out because we're, we're friends or whatever. So he actually wanted to not do this over Skype. So I figured I would take advantage of this opportunity. Here's the rules. If you are caught in a logic fallacy, there are 15 logic fallacies that I sent ahead of time to Sterling. You have to, through conflict communication, take a deep breath, say, sorry, I got worked up there, and then compliment the other person, which would be me. So he'll say how handsome I am, or all the multitude of things he can say about how great I am. That'll pop up. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you secede your side of the debate, and then I get to take over, or vice versa. So uh, Sterling already warned me he's going to go on a tangent, which is called a red herring. A red herring is one of the logic fallacies, which means I'm going to get so many compliments. Uh, you, as the viewers, this is also interactive. If we use a logic fallacy that we don't catch, you send me a video on what the fallacy was, what minute of the video was in, and I will pay for my crime in push-ups and also give you a shout-out, give you a shout-out for finding that fallacy. So pay attention to the show. Enjoy the debate. So, Sterling, give the uh, listeners a little bit about yourself. Or viewers. Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Sterling Scott. I live here in Edmonton, Alberta. Ooh. I am uh, one of Edmonton's professional stand-up comedians, and uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here. Please check out uh, July 3rd on the Comedy Network. I will be performing on the same stage with Jeff Dunham, Dion Cole, uh, and Brent Butt, and many more on the Comedy Network at 8 p.m. Uh, Western time, whatever our time, Mountain Time Ma is. Mountain Standard. We're Mountain, mountain standard. standard Time. <laughs> So you guys can check me out there as well as here on episode six. I'm super happy I have that hat on because you're like cowboying the fuck. Yeah. You're cowboying the fuck out of that hat right now. And I really like it. It's, I'm digging it the whole time. Like I see myself in the front. Like, oh, hello. Oh, hello. You ever talk to the mayor? It's great. All the, all, that's all the only person that will talk back to a smart <laughs> conversation with. So anyways, on the show. Uh, so the topic today is, does humor help with de-escalation? Sterling, what side of this argument do you wish to take, pro or con? I would like to take pro. Pro. So, uh, guest gets to choose, so by default, I will take con. Sterling is going to start with an opening statement. I am going to find my phone and put 20 minutes on the board. Uh, ba -ba -da -ba -ba. So, Sterling, go. So, first off, to begin my pro on does uh, humor de-escalate uh, a situation is a... A meme that I once saw. Uh, here's how it goes. 10% of fights are misunderstandings. 90% is tone. What that means is it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And how I say things can either escalate the problem or it could de-escalate it. And now how does that, how do, how do I actually do that? For example, I can say, 
no, or I could be like, no, two different, same word, two different things. That's what humor is. It's taking a sentence and putting it that is palatable uh, into the mind of the listener. There's also another meme that I'd like to uh, uh, pull like, from. Yes, we like to cite memes. <laughs> yeah, I'm citing memes because memes are quotes from intelligent people pasted on the internet by dumb ones. So <laughs> the, the next one is, uh, uh, what is it? You could say anything you want to somebody as long as you have a smile. That's another meme. Now that's another fact. If I'm like, uh, how's your day? Uh, it's a good day. How's your day? It's a good day. Same sentence, different things can change your perception of the person. Now, uh, I'll also pull from a real life situation. Yes, I am a comedian, but I was not known as a comedian growing up. I was just known as a funny person. And the reason why I did that, I was funny, was not because I wanted to be, but because of the fact that uh, when entering social situations where I did not know anyone, I would use humor to bring us all together to break up the tension and bring us all together. Sometimes when bringing people together with humor, what happens is you will encounter what they call a red personality. Uh, that's a personality where someone is very dominant, usually a leader. And uh, those are the type of people who you'll find at comedy shows with their arms crossed. And they're thinking to themselves, I'm funnier than this guy. I can do this. What are you guys laughing at? I'm just as good. And the problem with that is that that can in itself start a fight. You just being funny can start a fight, but here's how it de-escalates. I was once in Indianapolis at a house party when I was only 16 years old for the Indianapolis Scarborough Peace Games. It's a long time ago. Uh, when I was in Indianapolis at the house party, it was a bunch of girls and uh, these guys came in and they wanted to be the big tough guys to show off for the girls. In doing so, they wanted to pick on me. Now. Backstory on me, 16 years old, I weighed a buck 25, was not a big guy, right? So for these guys who were 18, 19, who are a buck 80, they look like, look like a child to them. So they came in to pick on me to make themselves look better for the girls. I recognize this. I obviously am not going to win this fight. <laughs> so what I decided to do was use humor. Now, how did I do that? I did it by taking their insults and turning it back on it to them, mm -hmm. like I would take it as a compliment and then use it back on them. Sure. So they would be like, oh, you look like uh, you skinny enough to have sex with. So you receive that. Mm -hmm. This is obviously, that's what we call a trap. That is a comment made in order for you to react in a negative fashion mm -hmm. so as to allow them to attack you. That's a trap. So what I would do now is I would take the insult. You yeah. look so small. You look like someone we can have sex with. You're at four minutes for your opening statement. Wrap it up. All right. <laughs> so I took that and I said, well, I may, but you're obviously not good looking enough to get some of this. So, <laughs> so hopefully the next in line does. The whole house laughed. Yeah. He's now deflated. I stopped and de-escalated it. Awesome. So I'm going to go counterpoint, obviously. And again, as a reminder to the listeners, just because I'm taking the opposite position does not mean these are my actual beliefs because a lot of my bouncing was through humor. Yes. So on my point, I disagree because I have to. Mm -hmm. And on my disagreement, this is my point. Most human beings, when in an emotionally charged state, 
will not hear the tone or context of your voice. They will only hear the words they wish to hear to trigger whatever response they're looking for. One of the major ways to de-escalate de a, a person is to give them what we call a face-saving way out. A face-saving way out means you give them a way you don't disrespect them, you don't challenge them, you don't threaten them, and you allow them to walk away with their dignity. So let's say, for example, I was in a bar fight and someone's like, oh, I'll kill you. And I'm like, hey, you can't whatever, make a joke. They might take that as a challenge. But if I can find the problem, hey, how can I help? Then I can de-escalate in another way. So I see humor in this case for this debate point as a way to cycle them up into fighting because they're going to Joe Pesci you, right? Do you think I'm a clown? Am I funny to you? Is this funny? And then they might cycle into a higher level of violence. Sterling. Okay. Well. I would disagree with that because that is uh, not a situation of making somebody laugh. That's a situation of bad humor, bad timing. Mm -hmm. You'll hear a comedian say, you got to know your audience and you got to have good time. Most people are not professional comedians. Though. And you shouldn't be trying to use humor. <laughs> so you're, you have to argue your point. But my point yes. in using humor is that it is effective. Right. But hey, we're going all fuzzy. Woo! <laughs> We're actually sober for this and nothing. We're already going fuzzy. <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> so uh, just to quickly say, yes. uh, it, there's a time and place for everything. Yes. When using humor mm -hmm. to de-escalate a situation, you first have to understand the situation. Yep. If you are in a place where the fist is about to connect to the face, mm -hmm. obviously it's a bad time for a punchline. Sure. The situational, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the situational awareness of, mm -hmm. uh, uh, of a violent... Uh, interaction mm -hmm. comes much before that mm -hmm. when the punch happens yeah uh we don't look at the punch we look at how that happened right it's very rare not impossible that someone walks up to you and just smacks you and hits you in the head yes now this is a bit of red herring we're not talking about fighting we're talking about verbal de-escalation right so you know well I'm, I'm using that to say okay that it doesn't pull, happen on pull it back got it so in the beginning of the altercation mm -hmm. the humor could be used slightly without even words sure all right um a smile yeah uh all right that smile for me man right. you know what have a good night man this drinks on me i'm good cool. the smile the moving on right. the laughing with them yeah it now lets them know that you are not also violent sure so when uh using humor mm -hmm. it, it, it's you can use humor at a funeral, yes, but not the same that you would use at a comedy. Club. Correct. Yes. The humor that I you use to, to <laughs> escalate a situation is not necessarily, I'm going to punch you in the face. Wait, two guys walk into a bar, and then <laughs> it's more of a uh, allowing the person who is your supposed adversary mm -hmm. to know that there is no need to fight. Sure. How do we do that? Simply by acknowledging the situation, yeah, allowing him to know that this is not what you want, yeah, and also uh, in a non-submissive fashion, sure, letting them know through the humor, yeah, that uh, there was a, a misunderstanding, right? It doesn't need to go any further than this. The average person mm -hmm. doesn't actually want to get into a fight unless they're under the influence. The average person would prefer. To not you ever been in a fight? Okay, you ever been in a fight? Have I ever, no, what is a fight like, Sterling? <laughs> <laughs> the de-escalation yep. does occur 
if the humor is used properly. Sure. That's what I want to say. Go ahead. Humor is super subjective. So this is the issue that I have with this is that maybe what I think is funny isn't funny. What I thought was funny when I was 20 can't even be said now without being flamed. Right. So, and also my humor has evolved knowing what the person who's aggressive in a bad spot, who's about to spin this forward is about to say, and, and or sorry, is how they're going to react. Your humor is, is a roll of the dice at best, right? So you are a, a funny, charming guy. That's your job that you're very good at this. Uh, I have humor as well, but I've seen people attempt to use humor and fail horribly. And not only did it not deescalate, it actually evolved the situation into a higher level of force because at first there's going to get pushed and walked away. But then the joke wasn't that face-saving way out. So because humor is so subjective, I don't think, for the purpose of this debate, that humor is a great tool for de-escalation. Again, we come back to the point, though, of good humor versus bad. Right. So if, if we're going to say humor, then yes. we're going to have to assume that it's going to be good. We, we, so we can. We didn't do that before, but let's assume from this point forward that the humor is good. Right. And oh, if but, the humor is bad, yes. But no, but good humor, like, so your best joke is going to fall dead on a certain crowd. Yes. So, and your humor is good. Like, you're world level. You just listen to what stage you're going to be at. Oh, wait. <laughs> <sighs> I apologize, Sterling. I did what's called an ad hominem. I attacked you personally. This is an ad. This is a fallacy. <laughs> You are, I love, I love this whole look of yours today, by the way. And the ear pods are badass. Go, you may have the floor, sir. In moving forward, we'll have to say that it's good humor. Yes. Bad humor can make any situation bad. Yes, I agree. In using good humor, before the uh, interaction of the violence, it can stop. For example, mm -hmm. uh, I was once shoulder checked in a club. Okay. This happens a lot. Shoulder check, for those who are not understanding, is when you're just standing there and some guy brushes you with the shoulder very aggressively. When that happened to me, he said, what's your problem, bro? And I said, my chest is too big for this shirt and this club. My bad. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, bro, you hit me. Like, he didn't want to let that he go. He didn't accept that. that. Okay. That one didn't accept. Sure. I said, he said, bro, you hit me, though. And I said, next time I'll think thin and move fast. <laughs> I'll think thin. That was two quick uh, rebuttals mm -hmm. that uh, were not uh, submissive. They weren't an apology at all. No, no, I'm literally being like, oh, you hit me. Mm -hmm. Oh, obviously it's because my fault mm -hmm. because I'm so big. Right, yes. It's yeah. a joke. Yes. Obviously, I weigh 165 pounds. I'm not a big guy. <laughs> and then by uh, following it up with another joke, which is, he wanted to fight. He's like, oh, well, bro, you hit me. I'll mm -hmm. think thin and move fast. Right, yeah. Right? Now, it's now put back on him to come with another excuse. Mm. The average person, when using proper humor, is only going to go to three levels, three times to try to attack. Right. Because in order to attack, they need to have you accept the fight. Yes. Unless they're just straight attacking you, okay. which then... No words would help. Right. If, if there's sudden a violence, yes. If there's, you can't do nothing about sudden violence. No. In the act of communication, mm -hmm. the humor that I used in that situation, I could have easily been in a fight from step one. Mm -hmm. Bang. Yo, what's your problem? What's your problem? We fight. Yeah. You want to go, bro? You want to go? Let's go. But by using one uh, set of humor and then quickly falling for another, he had to realize this guy doesn't want to fight me. Mm -hmm. What am I even arguing with this guy for? Right. I'll go pick a fight somewhere else. So if I can reiterate what you're saying is 
humor for you is cascading reasons for the person not to hit you. So first one didn't work. I'm going to attempt a second one. I'm going to attempt a third one. So if the guy is going to attack, let's assume it's a, a male. If the male is going to attack, they, they're just being a dick. There's no excuse otherwise for them to hook in. So, uh, so well, actually, this is more of a final thoughts thing. So let's remember mm-hmm. that final mm-hmm. thoughts. I have to obviously counterpoint that. Uh, so then I do not disagree with what you just said. A lot of the stuff you're saying is very obviously very anecdotal and it has to be, that's how you live through your life. But do you think that the humor could then be used as an excuse to escalate? Let's say there was other factors. So I don't like the, the team on your hat. There's no team on your hat. Where's that team? I don't like the team on your, I don't like the team on your hat. So whatever joke you make, I've othered you. You're just somebody different. It doesn't matter no matter what you say. It's like a vegan talking to a carnivore diet, right? Like they could quote the Magna Carta, it's garbage. And then it escalates. So I make a joke and the person, oh, you think you're funny? And you're like, you make another joke. And they use that excuse of the cross-culture communication as a reason to throw. Now, that's no different mm-hmm. than what I had said earlier. Sure. I used one joke mm-hmm. and the person still tried to reiterate. Right. If you said, I don't want the team on your hat. Yeah. I said, man, they had a shitty season for real. Sure. I get it. Right. Well, I think you should take off that hat. I'm just going to keep throwing out things. I think you should take off that hat. I said, man, I would, but my head is too big. Right. Well, I think if, no matter what they say, mm-hmm. I'm going to not allow them with humor. Yeah. I'm going to say things that uh, do not invite violence. Right. That do not provoke them yeah. that are silly in the sense where it's like, obviously I'm saying crazy, stupid things. Yes. To show them yeah. your reason for wanting to fight me is just as silly as the comments I'm making. Now, if a person truly wants to fight you, mm-hmm. the last thing they do is talk. Yes. So as long as the conversation is going, mm-hmm. I know there's no threat of actual violence. So if they're still talking to you, mm-hmm. if there's verbal communication between the two parties, yeah. then humor can de-escalate it as long as the humor is of quality, yeah. does not offend. Yeah. Uh, like, don't uh, tell a, like, hey, yeah, but your mom wore it in my bed last right. night. Yeah. <laughs> what? It doesn't invite violence. Yeah. And it's so silly and ridiculous right. that the uh, individual mm-hmm. has to then put it on themselves mm-hmm. that I'm just here starting a fight. Right. And the reality is most people, when they get into a fight, psychologically want an excuse. They want mm-hmm. you to say... They want to hook. Yes. They yeah. want to be like, oh, this guy bumped me and I knocked him out. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, well, I get that. But if you're like... This guy bumped me and, you know, right. they go home like I would have punched him if he said the right thing. Sure. So we don't hook them. Yeah. We you, we, we don't bait them or hook them with any kind of negative uh, 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 jokes or humor. What we use is the silliness of the situation in itself. Yes. How silly is it for two human beings who have never met mm-hmm. to literally get into a fight? <laughs> it's easier to make a friend than it is an enemy. Because... An enemy requires, you know, physical confrontation. Stupid. Right. I mean, no, it's not. I'll take that one sentence back. Sure. It's not. Come back. Yes, definitely. So it's easier to make an enemy. (laughs) All right. So uh, we're going to then. So we agreed that humor was good humor. So now I'm going to flip a little bit of the argument. Mm -hmm. You did it once. My turn. Everything you're talking about is what I would consider status-based violence, bar violence. What if the person is trying to predate on you? 
and they use that as an example. I used to run a security company. We had my friend Yazid. You met at my birthday party. Mm-hmm. He Yazid is uh, as a black guy. We were very north Alberta, like so north, even the snow was like chill out white people. Like that's how north mm-hmm. we were. The guy was make the guy uh, Yazid was trying to make jokes de-escalate the situation, but the guy was using those jokes against him to rile the crowd up in order to have a frenzy. So the humor in that moment actually worked entirely against him. And it wasn't a good joke. They were really good jokes. A good joke mm-hmm. uh, turns the audience mm-hmm. against the heckler. Right. But the audience in that ter- in that term wants to enjoy a show they paid for. In this situation, this guy wanted a fight specifically with somebody that looked like Yezzy. So the humor not only didn't de-escalate it, it gave him the moral authority in his head to then use violence against him. Yazid handled it very, very well. Um, but this was a bad situation where... He and he was clever, and Yazid's a charming, friendly dude. He, Yazid wouldn't even hurt a cricket, like there's nothing in him. But this person was a predator. He wanted to do damage to somebody that did not look like him, and the humor actually spiraled it up and caused the crowd to side with the the alien. Now, different type of violence, though, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, to speak on that situation, yes. let's talk on that one really quickly because we only have two minutes left. Two minutes. I'll just say this quickly. Yeah. Uh, in a situation. Yeah where uh, any comedian will tell you this. Yes. Know your audience. Sure. If my audience mm-hmm. uh, wants to see a fight and the person that's egging them on is using my humor to raise the uh, violence of the crowd, know your audience. Mm, okay. I would have, in that situation, mm-hmm. turn my humor towards the crowd. Ah, okay. That makes no sense. No longer interact with the person. The crowd wants a show. I give the crowd a show. Right. So now I say a joke to this gentleman. Mm-hmm. This gentleman uses that against me. The crowd reacts. Right. Now I attack the crowd. Mm-hmm. Now I attack, and I say, use the word attack, but I mean yeah. use the humor in the crowd. So, if, for example, if the crowd was like, yeah, get him. I'm like, you're the last person that should want to see a fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the only thing you're going to run into is, like, you know, you, you go after them. Sure. And you make it where it now becomes where you could tease and play with the other individuals because they don't want no beef. Right. But if the crowd now finds the humor in you, mm-hmm. they will no longer side with him because they're like, ah, oh, come on, this guy's hilarious. Yeah. So that's how I would say that. Awesome. We have 45 seconds left. I'm going to stop the clock. So that was an excellent debate. Here's what we do next. So normally for the podcast, so if you like this and you're enjoying this, I see somebody right here saying this is great. Yeah, this is awesome. I love this podcast <laughs> format. I made it obviously so I'm a fan. Uh, this is the podcast that will be happening once a week, five episodes coming out July 1st. Now, we're going to talk promo with Sterling. Sterling, where are we going to right after this, my friend? So, every Tuesday, every inside Tuesday. Uh, Shade, yeah. we have the Filthy Feud. So, for those of you living in the Edmonton area, Shade is on Jasper, just off uh, Jasper 105. Yep. And every Tuesday, if you say my name, Sterling Scott the Door, they're going to let you in for free. And if you come and ask me, I'll put you on stage where you can win 2000 $500 for answering dirty questions. Awesome. That's all it is. The Family Feud in a Dirty Way. Uh, every Wednesday, you can catch me over at the Spotlight Cabaret. It's a brand new place on uh, White Ave in 104. Beautiful place where you can watch a comedy show for free. Awesome. And on Thursday, I have the secret show every Thursday, 1033.